Welcome back to the Deser podcast. Today we've got Vivi, who is a current executive MBA student with Deser and the University of East London. Hello, Vivi. Hello, Dan. How are you? Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. So I had three questions for you today. First one is, what was that moment? How did you come about to decide now is the time? I need to go get my MBA or executive MBA. Well, first, let me just say education has always been very important to me. So whether it's formal or informal, I've always sought to continue learning. I was always doing research, taking classes here and there, certifications. So from USD to Columbia, I mean, it's just whatever opportunities I had to continue to learn and be more effective at my job or in my community. It's what drives me. I'm passionate about learning. And it doesn't matter if it's formal or informal. And when the coronavirus began to shut down the sports industry, so I serve in the front office of an IFL football team here in San Diego. And when it shut operations down for sports and it's still shut down, the question became, what do we do? And I think there are two different types of people in this world. And I only say two because that's really all there is. You either look at at an obstacle and a challenge um, that might be out of your control and you say, am I going to move through this and past it or am I just going to sit and wait? And sitting and waiting is just as bad as not doing anything and also choosing to be destructive. You can't move forward unless you're choosing to move forward. You've got to put one foot in front of the other. You've got to keep making advances. And no matter how difficult and challenging things might appear, what do you have control over so that you can move forward? Well, there was no doubt in my mind education was moving forward. And that has been very apparent in the fact that education has gone completely online for every level. So it was a no brainer. I knew I was going to get an education. The question was, was I going to make it formalized and get an executive MBA? Or was I going to just learn and take a bunch of classes? In this case, the decision to get my executive MBA was really because since sports had shut down and I didn't anticipate it was going to come back until after the beginning of 2021, it gave me an opportunity to say, let me put some letters behind me. Let me put some formality behind this and learn some skills, tools, network with people that will help me advance my industry, the industry that I love. So it was really a very easy decision to make once I realized what was available to me. Yeah. I'm interested to hear, because everyone's got a different answer for this, but do, sir, we try to talk about flexibility, work relevance, global leaders, faculty, uh, online simplicity. Was there something when you went through and started to do your research? Because I remember uh, speaking to you, you, you were doing your homework on the different programs. What what, you know, if there was one thing or maybe two things that really stood out where that helped us, you know, uh, get on the, the final candidate and eventually, you know, we became your partner in education. What was it that stood out for you as uh, one of the biggest values? You're right. I was doing a lot of research. I'm one of those 
people that I don't jump into a decision just because it's right there. I will look at all the different options. So I consider the local school here. San Diego State University has a great sports business um, MBA program. Um, and there's quite a few that are available online. I chose Ducer and I chose University of East London because actually University of East London has a very strong sports business program. So I knew some of the resources would be available there. But also for me, um, so I'll look at industry specific. Sports is no longer just a localized um, event. So if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, like you, Dan, you don't have to be in Green Bay, right? That's right. You're still a fan. You're, you're going to take it with you wherever you go. And that's really important to realize that now we are much more digital and the platforms have allowed us to bring our favorite teams and our favorite sports home and literally right next to our bed stand and, and right on our nightstand. We bring our teams wherever we go. We wear the colors. We are proud to announce that we are certain fans for certain teams. So I wanted a global um, reach. I wanted a global network. I wanted a global education. And so interestingly enough, two of my professors, and particularly one in business leadership, she's she's played cricket and she's been a huge cricket fan, played in cricket leagues her entire life. And so she's super excited for us to have discussions in sports because cricket is huge for her in Australia, not so big here. I'm familiar with it, but it's really neat to kind of have a discussion and compare notes and look at what does it look like for sports globally across the digital platforms now. That's right. Um, so that was really important to me. And the other piece to it is when it comes to flexibility, uh, you know, what I love is that you recognize there is an education in life itself. So it's not just a four-year degree that will allow you to get into Ducere. It's the fact that you put in the work. It's the fact that you've learned informally, as I mentioned previously. That informal education in some ways is even more valuable than a formal education because it's actually learning through life. It's learning through application. So that flexibility is so important to me. And I, I found it very admirable that that's something your school supported. When it comes to managing your time, um, you know, your schedule, uh, people talk about where they where they fit in their MBA studies. Briefly, like you know, from a week to week basis, are you a um, put it all on a Saturday or break it into manageable chunks? Like, how are you currently managing your workload? So, ideally, I'd love to be able to have a few hours a day a week, you know, every week um, to be able to keep doing. It. So, every day I would block off two or three hours. Ideally, that's not always the case because right now the IFL is discussing what do we need to do for 2021. We're having meetings. I'm doing strategy meetings with my executive front office. So, you know, that goes out the window and it turns out that I have to do more on the weekends to, at this particular time than I did the first class that we took, which was a little bit easier for me to spread out. However, I am one of those people that when I write and I'm actually finishing an assignment, I have to get fully immersed. So I literally will block off six to eight hours, even at the end of a work day and work until one or two in the morning. I was actually up until three in the morning last night because I was so involved in one piece of our, our studies and I didn't want to stop. And I thought it was very important for me to kind of see cohesively how this fit together that I stayed up 
And I still got up in the morning to work out and do everything I need to do and get on my phone calls. And, you know, I've been on the phone with MLB.com. I've been on the phone with the sports task force. I've been on phone with my business partner. We're, we're developing an app that is being used for regional, um, you know, arenas, contactless, frictionless, touchless. You don't stop life, but you make time for those things that are very important. And so I am flexible and I'm not too hard on myself as to, Am I making my two or three hours a day? If not, find the flexibility that I need to find on the weekends to fit it in. That's interesting. It's, you know, I don't want people to be afraid of staying up until three, but it's kind of like, it sounds like one of those moments when you get on a good binge watch or a good movie, like this is helpful. This is good. I'm going to put in the extra time because I'm getting something out of this. Yeah, that's how I work, though. Not everybody can work that way. That just happens to be the way that I can thrive when it hits closer to um, something that I really have to learn or I want to learn. I just I like those nights, not usually a late night person, but I like them because no one's calling me. (laughs) No one's calling me. No one's texting me. So I have time for me to focus on what I want. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is there something who's, that's really, really uh, settling in right now? Or is there something that is is applying right now that you're picking up and learning from and excited about as you're going, going through your current studies that you're taking to uh, applying it towards your current job? Yeah, Dan, I never even talked to you about this offline, but, but let me go ahead and tell you how much has already begun to help me. Um, So I only started a few months ago when we're talking September and I launched a new firm called Forged Industry since then. And it's actually um, a services consulting firm. What we do is we consult um, venues and also minor league and development teams on how to adjust and pivot um, into back into revenues post the coronavirus shift. This is a pivot that we all have to make. And so what we found was that some of the larger organizations like the NFL and the MLB, they have all the resources. They've got money to be able to hire consultants to bring them in. But smaller organizations don't. And they also don't have some of the technology because it's expensive. And right now, if you're trying to do it, you're a little bit behind the eight ball. So I learned some tools and resources as well as some of the reporting tools that we needed in the first session of our our coursework. As a result, Forged has already picked up a few clients um, because we're able to help them understand how to expand their core competency into extended competencies because we've had to make a shift. And I've used examples that we were discussing in class and I've discussed with my classmates. I used our academic analysis in the first class to create um, a sort of like a SWOT analysis and also a technology um, analysis for frictionless and touchless technology and apps for the sports industry. Well, it looks like we're, let's see, we're looking at three potentially new clients who are going to apply our app. That's awesome. Because of this report that I was able to create. That's great. Congratulations. Now I like asking that question even more now. That's really good news. Um, talk about the app real quick. What what does the app do, if you can? Yeah. So the app is, uh, it. what we did was we worked with um, partnering with a bunch of guys who just got sick at the time pre-COVID 
got sick of actually waiting in line to get a beer and missing the game. So they originally started off with creating an app that was going to be just, I can wait in line virtually and order my beer online. And then when it's ready, they'll send me a QR code to go pick up my beer and come back. And when I started working with them, what they realized is they're like, we have no events. What do we do? We're stuck. And I'm like, absolutely not. And so this is where that core competency changed and shifted. So I joined their team. They are now, um, I'm part of Line Mogul. And what we've done is we've shifted the core competency to actually support safety, contactless and touchless um, transactions. So not now when we either when we come back to events or when we're doing uh, physically distance events, we can actually put people into virtual queues. We can allow them to purchase what they want, whether it's concessions or merchandise or even tickets for events. Everything is is self-contained and you have the opportunity to make these purchases safely. And then we notify you with a push notification for you to come and pick up your food or pick up your beer or pick up your merchandise because we're able to see who's in line and, and how many are there. So we can look at the saturation We also have the ability to notify fans with, um, hey, this is not safe. We've had to shut down the game because we had an athlete who came down with a, a, you know, bacteria infection or whatever that the case is, a viral infection. And so please don't come or we have to have you guys delay your entrance at this time. It's really number one thing for all fans and for all events is how safe is your event. And Line Mogul allows each organization to customize this into their own app. And now they can have a direct one-to-one communication with their fans and serve them specifically. And what's great is sponsors love it because whether there's an event or not, they are still in touch and connecting and engaging their demographic. So it's a great app. I love working with these guys. They're very young and innovative and I have no doubt this app is going to go far. Sounds like it. That's really cool. I mean, it's exciting to hear about the, you know, potential and the improvements of going back to live events, right? So it's not just like it was like it used to be, but um, surprise, guess what? You know, we've got upgrades that enhance your game day or your music or your concert experience uh, because we just made technology better while you're away. Look at it this way. We're all used to the digital platform because it became necessary. It is not going to go away. It's going to always be a part of our lives and the generations behind us are even more amenable and comfortable utilizing these platforms. So we have to know how to use it to reach our fans. Um, Some of the things that Line Mogul has also done is we've added content. So you can stay in touch with your your fans and the fans can stay in touch with you as a team or your favorite athletes. Um, So at the end of the day, this platform is here to stay. How do we integrate it and enhance the fan experience? That's the key. And if you're asking those questions as you move forward, you will stay relevant. Thank you for taking the time to uh, to chat with us today. For uh, incoming students, um, what's a good way to look you up and find you and connect with you? Or for teams that are interested in learning about this app, where do they find you or your company? Well, I'm part of the Ducier, um LinkedIn group. So definitely feel free to look for me there. I would say join the Ducier LinkedIn group, get involved with the community. I love having my virtual meetings and study sessions with our, our um, classmates. So that's number one. Number two, if you'd like to send me an email, you're welcome to send me an email to Vivi. That's V-I-V-I 
at forgedpartners.com. So it's V-I-V-I at forged, F-O-R-G-E-D, partners, P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S.com. And uh, you can email me directly. I'm more than happy to answer questions. I appreciate what you guys are doing, Dan. Um, Learning is a passion for me. And if there's one thing that I would say for anyone, make learning your number one passion and everything else will fall into place. 